Truth wasn't an idea, it was a person. I had been trying to figure things out, but I had to meet Jesus. I had to come to know Him. It wasn't the right doctrine. It wasn't the right steps. It wasn't all of the, the formulation of theology. I had to know Jesus, and Jesus had to know me. This is The Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal God's love and power in the lives of His children. What God has done for our storytellers, He lives to do for you. Hey guys, it's Wednesday. We missed you guys last week. Um, Adam is learning a new software and oh boy. So thank you for being patient with us as we learn and grow in new ways to try and reach as many folks as we can with what God is doing in and through his people. And today we have an incredible story for you guys. Um, We are speaking with Brian and he is sharing his story about meeting the truth. So here we go. You are listening to Brian's story. Jesus is the truth. Hey, I'm Brian, and I'm just a normal guy, a guy that loves Jesus, and he's transformed my life. And I want to talk to you a little bit about how he's brought me here to this moment and this time today. When I was 15, I went on a mission trip to New York, and I saw um, 30 people come to Jesus in one-on-one evangelism. And after that, I thought to myself, and I felt like this calling from the Lord to, to be an evangelist. And that's where people said, yeah, Brian, that's you. You got to do it. And so we started pursuing it. We started a, some ministry in my uh, high school, and we called it Maranatha in schools. The, uh, the, like this, Maranatha means the day of the Lord. And um, I had a bunch of um, friends that we did ministry with. We went to malls. We went out to share the gospel. We did Bible studies. We did prayer meetings. We did all this stuff. It was so cool. And we saw a lot of cool stuff happen with the Lord and with people. In the midst of that, um, I started to have pain in my body. Basically, if you took a knife and you stabbed yourself in your hands, your knees, and your feet, that's what it felt like, and it felt like that all the time. And um, I was either on a cane or a wheelchair or in bed, and uh, it was a hard time. And from that place, we went to all the top doctors and all the people that we could find, but nobody could tell me what was going on with me. And so... I go to college and I run into this guy and I'm on a cane at the at this time and he walks up to me and says, Brian, you don't have to be sick. And I look at him like, I don't know about that. And he's like, come to this Bible study. I'm like, I'm not going to that Bible study. That's where the crazy people are. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to do that. But I was hurting. And so I showed up. I went to the Bible study and there I got to... Um, get prayed for. And in the midst of them praying for me, they uh, prayed for tongues and I received tongues. And um, it was it was interesting because I had this schema set up and now I am praying in this unknown language. They prayed for healing for me, but nothing happened. Well, in the midst of that, I went on a mission trip to Houston, and it was my freshman year of college, and it's Friday night, I'm worshiping, and I'm praying, and my knees start to hurt again, so I get on my face, 
or get on my knees. I'm like, why am I on my knees? It hurts. And then I get on my face. I'm like, Lord, I don't understand. Your word says by your stripes I'm healed. You took upon yourself my infirmities, my sicknesses, and my diseases. And your word does not return void. Why am I still in pain? Why is this still happening like this? And it was like truth came down and all of my pain left. And I got up. I left my cane there. And so then I am like, something's real. Something has happened. And so I start to pray for people. In the midst of all of that, um, I'm seeing people get healed. But they're getting sick again. And I am, um, my pain starts to come back. So I, I think to myself, what, what do I do with this? Like, here's what the word says. But here I am here, and they, they, these two things, they aren't matching up together. How do I reconcile this? And um, I didn't know what truth was. Truth was like the big question of my life. It's like, how do I know what truth is? I've got these people saying this, and these people saying this, and everybody says different things. How do I know what it is? Because I could go to this church, and they'd tell me one thing, and this church, they'd tell me another thing. Everybody's got their own corner on the truth, but I don't know Jesus. At least I think I do, but I don't. I got impacted by a book by Brother Lawrence called The Practice of the Presence of God when I was a kid. And it's a book that takes, like Brother Lawrence, he would go and he was a monk and he worked in the, um, in the kitchen. And in that place, he encountered the Lord in such a way that he would get upset to go into the like the official prayer time. He's like, you're taking me away from my time with Jesus. And this life verse for me has been Psalm 27, 8, which says that the Lord said to me, seek my face. And my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I shall seek. And so these two things created this desire inside of me to know Jesus, to see his face, to know that it's possible to hear his voice now, to see him, to encounter him, to, to not just be a scholar, but to have a real relationship with him. But I'm still not able to find him. And I've been in this place where I've done the research of Greek and Hebrew and the books of the Bible and the study and the history and all the things. And I was still lacking. It was like I was, I was trying to grasp the kingdom with my own strength. I, I had made Jesus Lord of my life. And in the midst of that making Jesus Lord of my life, it's like you make him Lord and then you have to do all of these things. You go to church, you tithe, you show up, you wear nice clothes, um, you go and evangelize and you do all the stuff. And in the midst of doing all the stuff, then you're going to be acceptable to the Lord. So I'm making you Lord. And, and, and you can't do it. You, you can't be acceptable to him because he accepts you as you, like he accepts you. That's why he came. You're his creation. And I think that's where Paul to the Galatians says, who's bewitched you? Why do you keep trying to earn something that he's already paid for. And I had this transformative moment where it was, I can't do it. I can't make it. My own efforts are not making it. I couldn't make it on this side of the cross and I couldn't do it on this side of the cross. 
And it lifted this weight off of me that I, I didn't know was there because I had been taught, or at least the way that I had interpreted what I had been taught, was to, to, to make Jesus Lord and then do all these things. And there was this freedom to go, you are already Lord and I believe it. And here's the thing that had to happen in my life. I had to take God's word and place it over my circumstances. Uh, What's happened with me, and I suspect with many of the people that will hear this, is that we've taken our experience and we've placed it over God's word. And what happens in the midst of that is that the word of God now hits that experience. And we we say the, the experience ends up trumping the word. And you never see God's word come true. Sometimes in God's grace. What has to happen is we have to take God's word and place it over our circumstances. And what's going to happen is if you take God's word and place it over your circumstances, you're going to begin to see that your circumstances line up with the word. And that's what began to change for me. As I said, this is what God's word says. By his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, you were healed. He took upon himself our infirmities, our sicknesses, our diseases, our pains, our grief, our sorrows, and our iniquities. If you look at Isaiah 53, that word bore is the word nasa, N-A-S-A. It might be nasa. I'm not sure how to say it. In the Hebrew, it's the same word for infirmities, sicknesses, diseases, pains, grief, sorrows, and iniquities. He says he bore all of those. And if you go through the scriptures, Jesus healed everybody that came to him. The only ones that didn't were the ones that didn't come to him. So if we go to Jesus, we can look at the scripture and we can say, this is real. So I'm seeing all these things in the Bible and I'm going, what do I do with this? I start to call people up on the phone because I don't know if you've ever been on um, any social media, but people post a lot and they go, I'm sick, I'm this, I'm that, please pray for me. So I just start messaging people, hey, can I pray for you? I remember the first time I saw something happen. There was a friend out in East Texas and she had a headache. and um, I called her, I texted her, hey, can I, call, can I pray for you? She said, sure. And so we ended up on the phone, and I'm praying for her, and I tell all the pain to go, headache, go, be healed in the name of Jesus. And she goes, it's, it's like mostly better. I said, well, let's get the rest. And so to command the rest to go, and, and then it goes. And she's like, it hurts so bad that I forgot my ears hurt. And so then I prayed for her ears, and all of her ear pain goes. And then she says this to me. Brian, I don't know what to do with this. This doesn't fit my theology. And so I said, well, you're going to have to take it up with Jesus because you're better now. And, and that was like this moment where I went, I'm not even in the same room with this person. It's over the phone and something has happened here. So I start going out on the street and I start praying for people. I'm going out to like different parks, going to malls, anybody I can see. And I'm, I'm just praying for people. And I didn't tell anybody about any of this until I saw 250 people get healed in the name of Jesus. And in the midst of when you tell people about healing and you get them healed in the name of Jesus, I'm seeing um, arms healed. I'm seeing people get about of comas. I'm seeing sickness go. I'm seeing broken arms. I remember this one girl who had a broken arm and she starts doing push-ups. I'm seeing canes go away, but I'm not telling anybody about this because I, I follow up with them. Hey, are you better? Are you better? Are you sure you're better? You're definitely better because in the past they got sick again, but, but there's something different this time. People are actually getting better and they're actually staying better. But here's the key is compassion. 
What would Jesus do in this moment? How would he love this person? How would he set them free? How would he come into this time and in this moment to bring the kingdom into this person's life? Everything flows out of compassion. If you're trying to prove that, oh, I can heal people, I can do these things, man, you're going to get into works. You're going to get into the same thing that was happening earlier, trying to be good enough. It's not about that. It's about loving people, bringing people to Jesus, sharing the gospel. And all of these things have begun to grow for me. Let me just kind of like pull this together. I used to read the word and I saw things in scripture and I went, that's cool. I've never experienced that. I don't know anybody who is doing that, except I've heard stories about it in other countries, but it doesn't happen here. And then as I did the research, I saw that this stuff is real. Early church fathers, it continued throughout church history. It's happening now. And then I took God's word and I placed it over my circumstances. And then I started to do the things that Jesus was doing. Because he's in me. We're the body of Christ. I'm his hands, his feet, his body. There's nothing special about me. I have the same spirit that you have. And then I saw the things begin to happen. I saw people get healed. I saw that you could have dreams and visions. I saw that you could hear the Lord today, that he wants to speak to you. So I had been longing for so long um, to know Jesus and um, trying to find out what was truth. I mentioned earlier about how the question that I had been trying to figure out for so long, because everybody was telling me so many different things, was what is truth? Truth wasn't an idea. It was a person. I had been trying to figure things out, but I had to meet Jesus. I had to come to know him. It wasn't the right doctrine. It wasn't the right steps. It wasn't all of the the formulation of theology. I had to know Jesus, and Jesus had to know me. We had to, uh, John 17, I had to experience him. It says that this is eternal life, that we may know him. That word know is the word experience. And a lot of people are waiting to die to go to heaven. A lot of people are waiting for their physical body to die to meet Jesus. If you look through the scripture, people are encountering Jesus in so many wild, amazing ways. If, if you've heard the stories about people in, in Muslim countries, they're having dreams of Jesus, the man in white. And then they're coming to meet Jesus and they're becoming a Christian just because of a dream. If it happens for them, why can't it happen for us? We, we make differentiations for people, places, things, times. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If it happened for them, it can happen for me. If it happened for me, it can happen for you. I think that one thing that the Lord has had for me, for us, is to break the mold of putting limitations on the Lord and saying that was for somebody else. I want to tell you today that everything that the Bible says is for us now, for today, for you, for me. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. 
you have Jesus inside of you. It's not, and a lot of people say, you have to have a gift. Yeah, people do have gifts. And the people with the gifts are the ones that are supposed to teach everybody else how to walk in the kingdom. You have Jesus. He's not limited. He's in us right now, today. And that's been the thing that's, I mean, there's been so many things, like so many things. I wish I could walk you through the stories about the guy that got really, like set up from the coma, the, the, the times where um, the dreams, the visions, the, the time where the Lord said, hey, I want you to go here. And then I had that dream and then I show up to that place and those people are there. I wish I could tell you the stories about how um, people have gotten healed through text messages. People have gotten delivered of demons through text messages. Like the things that are possible in the kingdom are astounding. There's nothing impossible with Jesus. So final thing, I just want to pray a blessing over anybody that's listening to this. Father, I thank you for every person that's here. I thank you that you love them. I thank you that you want to encounter them. Father, I pray a blessing over them that they would know that they can hear your voice, that they can see your face, and that you are here today and you want relationship with these people. So I just say you are blessed He loves you and he wants to encounter you in the fullest of ways. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you. Okay, I I don't know about, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but I feel like so much of my experience, Brian shared it. Mm. (laughs) Um. Seven years ago, I was just in a place where I was saying, if this stuff is real, then I would be seeing it. And and I think I'd been in a little cocoon of um, like my faith, growing up in that faith. Um, and I, I wasn't experiencing other things. It was like, I know what I know, and I'm learning more about what I know. And um, I'm in this safe little cocoon or bubble, if you will, like growing in that. And I didn't allow myself to see God as anything other than what I was experiencing at that moment. I had just put him in such a box um, because it was what I knew. It was what I had experienced. And I hadn't opened the door for, for the ability to experience anything else. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I just, so much of what Brian said resonated with me. And man, that experience, like the word coming under the experience versus his word being over our experiences, whew, that, that hit. Mm. I mean, I loved a lot of what he said, but that mm. hit for me. Yeah. To me, what registered is the, uh, he, he makes a statement, says that he was trying to, grasp the kingdom with his own strength. Yeah, come on. And I I think that is a lot of what um, we grapple with is our own efforts and mm-hmm. our own understanding. And, you know, it's a peace that surpasses understanding. That's what we're promised. And I think sometimes we're trying to get the understanding and then the peace will come. Mm. Like it's not our understanding, but yet in the Bible, when we get the understanding of the scriptures and start to, to be able to, you know, apply scripture and 
scriptural lens mm. in our circumstances, then the peace will come. Mm. So it's like getting heavenly or biblical understanding and then the peace comes. And I think what has changed for me is that I don't have to understand the circumstances. I don't have to have the perfect answer. And sometimes there is no perfect answer, but the peace is in knowing the person of Jesus mm-hmm. and not trying to yeah. insert the right biblical scripture into the situation. It's actually knowing the person. He is the truth. That wrestling so. that he talked about or that conundrum that he was in, I thought was really good. How he mentioned like he was like he wasn't figuring it out before he came to the cross and he wasn't figuring it out on the other side of the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think oftentimes we just feel confused. And if we'll just sit with them, I feel like if you really want to know Jesus, you could really just sit with them and say, Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. I love you. Tell me about you. Show me who you are. I'm going to honor that. Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Spirit and um, that gets a little too new agey or a little too yeah. mystical. And yeah, he said, I'm not going to that church. They're weird. <laughs> they're too crazy, too weird. Yeah. yeah. So the we're more comfortable if it's in black and white. Yeah. But we've seen that when it's in black and white, you know, Brian talks about it's like one church has the corner on truth, another church has this corner on truth. So even the black and white is mm-hmm. like, well, who's black and white? Is it... Uh, For me, the takeaway on Brian is that truth is a person. Oh, yeah. And the Bible points to Jesus from beginning to end. Mm. The book is about Jesus. Mm. And even Jesus himself said to the Pharisees, you search the scriptures because in you think, in in them, them, you think there's life. Yeah. Um, But Jesus has come. And you're missing me. I'm right in front of you. So again, guys, we want to hear from you. Leave a comment um, on YouTube if you happen to watch it on our new YouTube channel. Um, Leave a comment on Instagram, Facebook. uh, Give us a review on um, Apple Podcasts. Um, Just share with, drop us an email. Uh, at the unseen story at gmail.com and just let us know what you thought of this. I mean, honestly, for me, seven, eight years ago, it would have been like, that dude is maybe a little bit crazy. <laughs> mm. And now I'm like, yes, I feel you. You're my brother. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've experienced that. I've experienced that. Yes, I felt like that. Mm. So we know we're touching on some some heavy stuff and what we want you to do with that is just sit with the Lord and say Holy Spirit guide me what's you what isn't you is there a part of you that I haven't met yet let me show me reveal to me all your glory you know like Moses Moses asked show me everything I want to see your glory all right have a great week yeah we love you guys thanks for listening We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what He wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. 
God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org. Thanks so much for listening.